Hi, thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Howard Unger, and The Pharmacist is in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pharmacist is in. I'm Howard Unger, your host and pharmacist. First, I'd like to wish everyone a happy holiday season for moving into that, and I hope everybody is doing well. I'd like to talk a little bit about something that I really never thought about until it was brought to my attention by a friend of mine, oh, a few months ago, and I decided to make a podcast of this. And it's a little bit different from what our normal podcast is about, picking a specific ailment or or medication and discussing some of the um, side effects. This comes in as a very interesting and contemporary topic. The topic is marijuana, and the concerns are how this marijuana, medical marijuana, recreational or using it both, is affecting now the older population in the United States as well as throughout the world and how it's affecting them with regards to the medications they're currently on. Just some numbers to show you what I'm talking about. Back in 2005, there were only 366 emergency room visits to uh, concerning or directed towards uh, the use of marijuana. This was actually in California. And now this has skyrocketed in 2019 to over 12,000. Internationally, the statistics show that from, and depending upon what country to go to, that there's a, in the older population, a 7% to up to a 33, 34%, 35% uh, increase uh, of patients who are older using marijuana. Now, why has there been such a drive today in the use of marijuana uh, in the United States? Well, for a number of reasons. One, the stigma of the use of marijuana and the reputation as the gateway drug and all of the other stigmas uh, have really pretty much subsided. And also the restrictions in terms of where you can buy it also are, of course, gone. I don't think you can go into even a small town today without seeing a uh, dispensary, at least one, on the main street. And the third is the enormous marketing of the of marijuana uh, for its medicinal purposes, for its alleviation of a number of ailments. The marketing and um, a marketing campaign to the public has been very, very intense. So before we go any further, let's talk about what marijuana is, the two active ingredients that are being marketed uh, to that population, the older population are being marketed, shall we just say. And that is tetrahydrocannabinol. Let's not worry about the the actual word. It's shortened up uh, in shorthand as THC, Sometimes you'll also hear it referred to as Delta-9. Delta-9 is just a shorthand for a chemical identification uh, in the structure of the, that particular ingredient, chemical structure of that ingredient. The second is the CBD or cannabinoid, which is the non-euphoric portion active ingredient in marijuana. 
So what currently is used, uh, is marijuana used in terms of treatment? What kind of conditions? Uh, chronic pain is one of the uh, main ones that uh, marijuana is being utilized to reduce. Chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, as we've know, chemotherapy can has a side effect of nausea and vomiting in certain types of the medications and dosages. Uh, certain medications and treatment of cancer are known for this. Multiple sclerosis, an autoimmune disease, Alzheimer's disease, anxiety, dementia, Huntington's disease, Parkinson's disease, also post-traumatic stress disorder, psychosis, Tourette's, and epilepsy. This is a list of diseases that marijuana is being employed to treat and alleviate some of the issues with each one of these particular diseases. In the elderly, you see, for example, they're being used to treat chronic pain, reducing nausea and vomiting due to can cancer chemotherapy, anxiety, also increasing in sleep, relief from muscle spasms um, caused by uh, diseases such as multiple sclerosis or spinal diseases. The key here is that there has actually been no scientific studies showing the benefits that have been touted through the marketing of this, of, the, of marijuana, that this has actually has an actual effect and that there hasn't been any defined um, answer to whether or not has those types of properties. There is a problem with the use of marijuana, especially with the Delta 9 or THC component in elderly because it does have a hallucinogenic uh, sedative type of effect. Problems in concentration, dizziness, unsteadiness, fatigue, depression, confusion. Yes, it does cause appetite stimulation, but as I said before, it depends upon the individual. Like any medication, you have maybe a large majority of the people having one effect, but a minority will have maybe the opposite or a completely different effect. So you have to keep that in mind when you're talking about, oh, well, marijuana increases the appetite. In some people, it may decrease the appetite. There are cognitive disorders and deficits and distortions, psychosis and potentially convulsions. So you're looking at these effects, these negative side effects or adverse effects with that of marijuana. The problem occurs with the issue of in using this type of medication or using, this, uh, using marijuana in the elderly. One of the major problems that we always have is, of course, with the elderly, you have a, a, maybe already a cognitive disorder or a cognitive impairment or reduction. And now instituting and using this could potentially exacerbate it. And we have had numerous studies on issues of falls uh, with the elderly and how negatively, negatively that impacts their future health. So the other question, other than how the, the side effects of the use of marijuana, THC, Delta 9, uh, can affect the elderly, comes with uh, both of these ingredients, both of these active 
uh, substances in the marijuana, and that is metabolism, or how is it broken down in the body, and what does it do with the potential of other medications that older Americans, older individuals take? We're talking about medications such as high blood pressure, cholesterol, medications that, for example, could be for a chronic condition, diabetes, epilepsy. What are we looking at when we find other medications that, as pharmacists, and much of what our, my podcasts have been in the past, the use of an understanding that medications can interact with each other and create problems, untoward side effects. With the use of marijuana, the two active ingredients, that of the THC and that of the CBD, are metabolized in the liver. And they go through a very, very common pathway that 60 to 70% of most medications, prescription medications, go through right now to be metabolized. So when you consider the fact that if you're using medical marijuana with, with other prescription medications, or you're using it for recreational purposes on a routine basis, there is a potential possibility that the use of prescription medications that you're on to treat a particular ailment and the use of marijuana to treat that ailment or a, or a symptom of that ailment or recreationally could potentially interact because one of them is going to dominate metabolism and be metabolized into an inactive or active form, while the other one is going to be not metabolized and in an active form. One medication or a few medications may be vying for that one metabolic pathway where they can be inactivated and then excreted, or can be activated and have their therapeutic effect, while the other is basically being not allowed to be metabolized, inactivated, or is kept active. And therefore, you have this interaction where one of these medications may be creating a problem for another. Too many medications using the same pathway will back up and medications will then be either in active or active form and can cause problems. There has not been enough studies with the use of Delta-9 or CBD, which use the same metabolic pathway as 60 to 70% of the prescription medications out there, and concluding whether or not there is a interaction and one and medications will have that interaction. So in conclusion, it's best to first of all ask provider, your, your healthcare provider, whether or not this would be a good thing for you to use medical, uh, medical um, marijuana and uh, your pharmacist, what medications you're on that could potentially interfere with this, go to your pharmacy, speak to a pharmacist, go to your provider, your healthcare provider, your prescriber, speak to them, talk to, uh, let them know that you're thinking on it, and have them give you a, uh, their discussion and their value or opinion on it. I think that it needs far more study. I am neither against it or for it. It's just needing something. It's something that you have to consider in your therapy and how you feel about it. And uh, if it helps you, fine. Just be aware of what you have to think about when taking other medications. So thanks a lot for listening. And I wish everyone a happy and healthy holiday and new year.
Take care now. This has been the Pharmacist is In podcast hosted by Howard Unger. If you like what you heard, please click on the subscribe button. And if you feel so, leave comments in the star rating below. It really helps the podcast in gaining greater exposure to larger audiences. And why not? This is important information. I would like to mention I have no affiliation with any pharmaceutical company or medical institution, nor do I represent any product, product line, or corporate pharmacy entities. Please remember that this podcast is not a substitute for your healthcare provider. If you should have any questions concerning diagnosis or treatment, contact your trusted healthcare provider. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me next week for the Pharmacist is In podcast. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay medication smart.